That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker What's up, jobbers? Welcome to the next Jobberknocker podcast. As always, it's Nestle Mini alongside for the ride as a man who I have to inform him now that his daddy can't help him anymore, JC. Well, you know what, Nestlemania? If you stick around long enough in this episode, by the end, I'm going to be your daddy. Look at that hair. Your hair is amazing today. I just can't get over it. If you're not watching, I have to do. YouTube. I have to go in the office today, and I probably I wear a hat 99 percent of the times I go in the office. But today, I like shaved a little and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? We'll just throw the hair up. I don't have to wear a hat today. You know, it's not because it's been so hot, man. It's been so hot that it's nice to kind of have the forehead free, so you can get like you know a little more breathability. I listen. I agree. I love breathability. I make sure that everything is AC in my home, so I get it. I have great hair, so hair recognize hair. I just wanted to make sure you understood that. Anyway, before we get into the regular part of the show, there's been a monumental shift in the WWE. It's why we named our uh, our podcast this week a new era in WWE. Obviously, the old man is out. Whether you decide whether it's a retirement or if he's going to get in handcuffs, that's not for us to decide. However. Uh, gonna be in handcuffs. What? Well, whatever. You know, it, it He's is too rich is. to be in handcuffs. But this is a, this was a good way for him to still be celebrated and the company being rid of a lot of the nonsense and not in the focal point anymore. So, so of course, we get the big news that Stephanie and Nick Khan are taking over, and then of course, Triple H is the EVP of uh, talent relations, as well as now everybody's boned up for this head of creative. And a lot of people tuned in last night, uh, specifically Monday night, as if you're listening another day uh, for Monday Night Raw, thinking this was going to be some giant shakeup, and I have to tell you guys to cool your fucking jets because it's day one you don't go into your fucking first day at a job and being like i'm lighting the world on fire so well you know. i think the the part that people missed is that the day-to-day stuff is still being run by pritchard and company like that isn't changing but instead of like vince being like the all overseer that has to approve everything that's now triple h so it's like yes triple h over time is going to make his impact with certain things because that's just how it is but the day-to-day aspects and the storylines are still going to be done by the main producers and pritchard is still overseeing all that he just now has a new boss in triple h but triple h is also like the talent guy too so i'm sure there's going to be some influx of maybe you know some of those old nxt tiers that have maybe gone on and aren't signed elsewhere that uh could be coming back and stuff like that i know tj is excited for one oh, as am i Jesus johnny gargano come on home baby you know where he's gonna be on 205 live he'll redo that 205 live it is now called excel no no johnny gargano would do well in the main roster because you know why he is one of those guys you can stick in the mid card forever and he will be great. And those guys are the backbone. They are the stabilizing force, the bottom of the pyramid of your the show. Oh, they're the, the bottom. All right. They're the bottom. It's the most important part because without them, there is no top without those week day to day, week to week guys, the workers that are just good. 
It doesn't exist. So I, uh, I expect Johnny Gargano to come back. I know a lot of people are looking uh, two weeks after SummerSlam. They're in Cleveland. That'd be a great spot. I don't yeah, think your boy, be your soon, boy Wes but. is a high as a fucking rocket if he thinks that that Johnny Gargano is going to show up at two weeks after SummerSlam. Hey, that guy needs he a, might. anything's possible that, in WrestleMania. That, that guy is going to make so much money on Twitch that he has no reason to wrestle ever. He's yeah, a dad. He can do, he He's can a do dad that now. WWE Trust now. me, it changes your he perspective. WrestleMania. I don't. I think you're uh, well overestimating what he'll make on Twitch. So. I know that Adam yeah. Cole makes over $300,000. I know that. Yeah, well. So I think that Johnny Gargano would be more popular than Adam Cole, I would think. But that's just me. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He can still do Twitch and work for WWE. Uh, that's, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. But anyway, the real news here is that there is a a, a seismic shift for the WWE here. Uh, JC, what are you most excited about going forward with this? I just think, and I think I share a lot of the a lot of things that people have. Is this, we've had so many of the same figureheads and regime pretty much forever in WWE. Like we see little pieces here, and that's why NXT felt so cool and different because Triple H went out of his way to make things kind of more unique from the regular products. But now that he has this regular product, I don't look for him to completely seismic shift the way it is. Because look at man, WWE ain't broke. You don't need to fix it. But what he can do is like. The thing I've always liked about Triple H is he finds a way to infuse different things or see talent in someone that, you know, and maybe put them in the right position to succeed. Because we can look at a ton of guys, and that's why I think NXT does this better than anyone. You look at them, oh, well, they're not really strong in this part of, like, whether it's promos or whatever, but you find a way to really highlight what they're good at and find the role that fits them. And I think Triple H is someone who can do that, whereas, like, we kind of see Vince, he's kind of like Tony Khan. They're kind of the same, where it's like, oh, new toy. They play with it for a few weeks, then they throw it away and they forget about it. So... I think Triple H has always been more of that guy that he's, it's not to say because Vince was obviously like, they're like his kids too, all these wrestlers, but with Triple H is even more so that, and it's, uh, I think it's cool that a lot of his kids, quote unquote, from NXT are now grown up in the top of the card. So it'll be cool to see him like continue to like elevate and showcase them, but also elevate and showcase some of the younger ones. And I just think it's something fresh because yeah, like obviously I don't expect seismic shifts anytime soon, but I think little things along the way and just like a fresh thing. Anytime you get some like an infusion like this, it just feels better for the people who work, for the people who watch and everyone. And I think having Stephanie and Nick Khan, who have two very different perspectives for many different reasons than what Vince had, kind of have them at the top overseeing everything. I think we will see like a more diverse like offering from WWE going forward. That's a great point. I think the other thing that I want to talk about as you kind of hit the nail on the head there was there is something where like, Every, I saw a lot of people being like, what's your wish list now that things are going to be different? But the one thing that I think everybody can think that Triple H may do, and I, at least I hope, and maybe it's not, maybe we'll see. But my hope here, folks, is that we just don't abandon storylines. Like, let's just, even if it's shitty, let's tie a bow on it, and then let's get rid of it. You know, like, I think that's the thing that I would always really harp on is, oh, we're in the middle of this thing. All of a sudden, we just forget about it. I think... To me, it's the only thing, in my opinion, I mean, I'm sure there's other forms of entertainment that do it, but they just do it so egregiously and so many times that I'm just like, I wouldn't mind even if it's just, I don't like the sweeping it under the rug. Just give me like a, a final nail in the coffin on this thing and let's move on. So there's like a generic thing to wrap it up with and now this person's on to this thing. And that to me is like, it's always odd when that happens because they just cut ties, right? They cut ties and then you're on to like something else and they just forego it or they forget about it. And I think there's a lot of revisionist history obviously for, for many reasons. But I think also when you think about it too is when you're thinking about wish lists about what you want the WWE to change, right? You can joke about the 24-7 championship. You can joke about the women's tag titles or the tag division for the men. You can do all these things that Roman Reigns is a tribal cuck t-shirt pending hopefully soon. Uh, but you know, he came, back. he came back and he did a six-man tag. Womp, womp, who cares? 
but you know, wrestled. good for him. He wrestled all right, but that's pretty much it. But I, you know, there's a lot of things that I think about JC, but but really at the heart of it, just not abandoning storylines. I think is a huge thing for fans, especially like diehard fans that you want to at least appease, not really make them happy, but every once in a while give us a crumb. I think Triple H does a good job with that. He ties up bows better than most people, I think. Yeah, Triple H is always, and we saw in NXT, like, the amount of long-term stories that they had. Like, I mean, granted, I still think WWE and the main roster has gotten much better the last couple years. I think, really, the pandemic era did force them to get back to their roots of storytelling. And, you know, obviously, like you said, though, a lot of times they kind of drift off. But I think, like, with Triple H, you're not going to have that as much. So it is going to be a lot more consistent. There will be a lot more things called for. And I think it's just, I always felt like, like, Vince, obviously, like, you know, he's been doing this for a long time. So, obviously, he has some pulse of what the fan wants. But I've always felt like, Triple H is listening more and more to everyone. It's kind of like, it's very apparent Tony Khan reads everything, the way he reacts, and he gets a little too fan servicey sometimes, but hey, sometimes it works. But I always felt like Triple H was someone, he'd like see little things and you'd see that. Or if there was someone like, I mean, the things that you look back in the NXT days, like the like they had no, they were not planning to sign Cedric Alexander, and then the fans wanted it, so they signed him. We saw, I think we saw the same thing with Mia Yim, like just things like that. Where and you know we had that promo, I think it was like probably four or five years ago at this point. Where remember when they all came out, and they're like, "We're gonna listen to you, and we're changing WWE," and then obviously that lasted like two weeks, and it went back. I feel like. With this regime, there's more of a chance for that. Obviously, they're never always going to do what the fan wants because then you would be like AEW and you'd just right. be like giving Cesaro a world title freaking when he's wrestled twice in AEW. Yeah, way to blow that one, Tony. You could have really made that special, but maybe we'll talk about that later. But I just feel like with Triple H, you, there's just more of a pulse there. And I feel like, yes, I'm, I the one thing that does worry me and like I think it kind of hurt NXT a little bit is... Triple H is very good to his friends and hires a lot of his friends, some for the better, some for the worse. But that is just one thing. It's just like I want the reason why I really like Stephanie and Nick Khan sharing duties is because Khan is that very business side where Stephanie brings a much different side. Obviously, the McMahon experience, but also the she's actually a woman in a position of power, which we haven't really seen WWE, a little bit of Linda here and there. But to have those two different mindsets kind of at the top and then Triple H being like the guy who came up through the system as a wrestler and did the ins and outs and has been on the road and knows this, knows what it's like to be someone in the position who's being used or not being used or at the top of the card, bottom of the card, middle of the card. I think having those three people it's just you get such a different like vast of places of experience that i think it'll help everyone and make the company even better that i really was, do that was eloquently put i when you said that i'm like god damn it he's he's on his he's on his fucking ball today i don't know if it's a high cost i did the day, hair i told you it's the Sometimes, hair you know you just it dripped right into your brain. Leave the dolphin today, baby. No way. Buy the leap the dolphin shirt whenever you want. But anyway, it's over at uh, tpublic.com. slash jobberknocker. There you go. I'm also wearing my Sonic, uh, Sega jobber shirt, but uh, I was going to say oh, Sonic. Another classic. Another classic da, as well. Da, 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 da. That's not Sonic. No, That's it's Mario. I, every time I see the jobberknocker letters and it says uh, this, I, instead of Sega, it's like when you booted it up and went Sega, I think to myself, yep. jobber, because that's exactly jobber. what I think. That's good. Uh, but anyway, I think we can probably get into the regular part of the show. Uh, I, I think we've, we've uh, expounded upon as much as we can in that particular, uh, you know, talk. So let's get Shine. I don't think there's a lot going on in the Shine. We're really excited no, for SummerSlam, but I think that we can muster up enough courage and power through into the Shine. Well, so it's funny. I have one, two, three, four, five things that are kind of like Shine worthy. None of them have anything to do with SummerSlam. So okay. that's kind of funny because so they're all like smaller, like they're like C or D list storylines, but it's just like, those are the things I'm looking for in the week to week. Cause SummerSlam's already sold to me, baby. So I get it. You have the first hour of raw has to be fucking two thousand, the same match over and over again, but whatever. Um, That's not in the shine. Always in the shine. Much like Mandy Rose. 
my favorite things of the week, and like we're gonna start with it because we did a whole segment on it last week, and it was a lot of fun. And obviously, like this was just a taped quick backstage promo, but Nestlemania, one of the people we pitched as Maxine Dupree, Sophia Cromwell is Maxine Dupree. Um, we, I nailed it on the head saying it would be a manager type character, and that was someone. I mean, you want you wanted the Von I Wagen, wanted the Von Wagen. A maximum male. Mo- no, one of his managers is Maxine Dupree. So by God, there oh is a chance God. this could happen. Oh my God, I am so hot right now. Woo, woo, come aboard the Von Wagon, baby. It's happening. I'm so excited. If Von Wagon becomes a male model, I am going to literally have to run outside shirtless, screaming so- stalker, like soccer, can't even talk. I'm so excited. Soccer style and just like, I'm excited because I think that'd be hysterical. I, I, when I saw this, JC, I'm telling you right now, I saw this. I jumped out of my seat and I was like, we fucking called this. This is awesome. Like, very rarely do we both get on the same page. Very rarely do we see something from like a mile away. And we have, not only do we have a pulse, I mean, I may not right now, but I mean, I'm excited for this. I, I am like, Obviously, everybody's boned up thinking LA Knight's coming back. We can talk about that or not. I don't know. Again, we don't really do speculation and dirt sheet stuff here because we like clean sheets. So it's up to you. Now we speculate. We just don't speculate off the dirt. We sheets. don't we have do a paywall for you to, to to listen to our nonsense. You know what I mean? We'll yeah, tell you for I, free. I do think that is a good point because I think because it is also my worry and excitement with this is that I think. I mean, Sophia now, Maxine Dupree, is going to have to grow into this role. As we've seen from NXT, she hasn't really done much because she seems like she's still a very raw talent, very green talent um, in terms of management. So they're definitely going to have to protect her a bit, which is probably why it was pre-taped this week maybe. Um, but I think Massey and Monsois, it's just so interesting. Like They look great behind her. It's one of those things like they looked great with Max, but behind a woman like her, those two guys look even better. It's kind of like freaking like uh, whatchamacallit with Molina. So it's just there's something about it where you, it's just – like the aesthetic of it is better. My concern is that obviously we know Max Dupree, LA Knight, whatever the Elijah, whatever the fuck you want to call it, because we don't even know what his name's going to be when and if he comes back, um, is that he is so good on the delivery and carrying things. And my only concern with this is that can Maxine Dupree step into this role or can Masse and Mansois step more in, or does he even come back as Max Dupree and they do it together? But it was very interesting that there wasn't, she kind of like dismissed him and he wasn't on the graphics. So there could be something, but I don't know that So my, even though it's an excitement, it's also a concern without him to steer that ship is if this ship could sink, the ship can sink a lot easier now. But I also think on the other side of the coin, is that I think Max Dupree slash LA Knight would be phenomenal even on his own on the main roster because that guy can fucking cut a promo. He's one of those guys that you can plug and play anywhere you want. He was uh, got over as a babyface somehow in NXT, even though he was a great heel. So I think no matter what he does, he'll be fine. But I don't hate the idea of him kind of doing his own thing and like Maxine kind of stepping into it because I feel like when they signed her, they probably didn't see her as a five-time women's champion. They probably saw her as someone who can wrestle but she's much more suited to this type of role so i think that is exciting it's much sooner probably than we all thought but hey you know what sometimes you just gotta throw the bait out in the water and see what catches i'm a little concerned because i like this don't love it yet like it wanted to see where it goes but then i'm thinking to myself like you said this is a surefire way to pull the plug out you know what i mean and it, it and, and I think Max Dupree did a really great job. Obviously, I will still, uh, if I lose my predictions to Ray Ray, I will still pose and send it in uh, to the applications, although I don't think they're going to be looking for me anymore. Uh, but that's okay. I'm they still were a, never looking for you. I'm still the leader of the knocker, and that's okay. I can deal with that. Um, that's beside the point. The other thing I wanted to bring up very quickly is that 
people are saying things like you can read the dirt sheets all you want and that's fine. And if you believe it, good for you. If that's how you get your news, good for you. I get that. But when somebody comes out and says like he rubbed somebody the wrong way or he rubs everybody the highway, I'm like, all the people he just rubbed went right out the fucking door. And then secondly, like how many people like, and, and here's the thing, like I don't have a lot of wrestling experience, but I have enough of working inside of a locker room. There's a lot of people, folks who rub people the wrong way. So you like, have to have an ego to be an on-screen character in any level. If you don't have an ego, then guess what? You're not going to be good on fucking camera. You're not. No. So you have to have an ego. So yes, does does he have an ego? You know, like it's one of those things. I feel like a lot of the times in these fucking stupid little virgins who they'll pipe their money and charge you $5 for a fucking Patreon, which don't pay that shit. Come on, guys. You're better than that. Um, is that they mistake a lot of the times passion for that. It's like, I'd rather have someone who is working for me, have ideas and speak up. Like, you know what I mean? So if he's someone who does kind of, it's the same thing we've kind of heard about like Bray Wyatt, Keith Lee, wanting to have like contributing to their character. Like, I want that. Like we should clash heads a little because they're the ones playing it. So they should have notes on how their character should be. You know, so there are some people who just listen and are just, they're pretty much actors and they do exactly what they're told and they're great. That's fine. But you know what? I like people who put their own spin on it. Cause you know what? If you put your own spin on it and make it your own, I feel like it, you do a much better job with it. So, you know, you, if they're called, whatever they want to call them, it's like whatever. It's, maybe he pissed off one producer in the back and they leaked it to one of these virgins just to kind of do it because, you know, humans are human, you know? Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? We don't know. But it's just like, come on, man. This guy's good. We know he's good. So he's a veteran. He's going to be fine. And I look forward to what he's going to do when he comes back. Okay. Moving on to your next point in the shine. I just want to see where you're going with this. Um, so I'm getting, it's pretty much all on SmackDown except for one thing. Um, I will say this because Lacey promos are some of my favorite promos. I just, I can't get enough now that she's a heel again for the second week in a row. I'm just enjoying her shitting on people and her and Aaliyah. I love Aaliyah getting screen time because we all love Aaliyah, uh, here on the jobber knocker. So, you know, they're supposed to have a match. Didn't happen. So we're getting like the boom. We see it all the time with heels. The best way to like bring back a heel is just not have them wrestle week to week. So they're fighting again on SmackDown this week, but you know, I can, I could listen to Lacey take up five minutes of my time every week, just shitting on me and shitting on the crowd. Like, it's just like, there's some people who like, it's just like a plug and play. You just do it and it doesn't get old because the person's that good and they're that entertaining. So for me, that has to be shy. Okay. I'll allow nah, it. I don't like it. I'm not, yeah, you should allow it. Uh, my next it. thing is actual, my last thing on SmackDown, it was a match. I really enjoyed Ludwig and Nakamura part two. And yeah. uh, my boy Ludwig, Ludwig won WrestleMania with the help of Gunther. So this is clearly probably going to be a castle match. So they found a way to kind of, you know, they're kind of a way to drag it out. But it's not. And when I look at the things that happened on Raw and SmackDown this week, I actually did enjoy this. Like, I, I love seeing Ludwig, even though he's getting cucked by Gunther and slapped <laughs> in the chest. It's like he's still picking up the win and he's still looking great because all these people, once again, we talk about this every week. Oh, my God, he's going to be a manager. He's never going to get to wrestle. Well, Ludwig now has two fucking, I believe, two or three wins now so far in the main roster as a manager. So suck it. Anyway, I also agreed with this one. I liked it because I like what they're doing with fear. Mm -hmm. You know, like the fear of like, I just won. You helped me. What the hell? Fuck? I'm on the same team. What the fuck? What the fuck? And then he's like, no, put your hand down. Put your hand down. And then he fucked with him a little bit more psychologically. Like, just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Come on. Come on. And then, fucking chopped him. <laughs> fucking <laughs> chopped him. Like, and he, chops, just, like, he just like, and I mean, like, again, here's the thing. Here's, here's my biggest thing from like Europe. To him to getting to NXT, I was just like, Walter Chops, I get it. But there was no rhyme or reason. Here, 
I'm going, on SmackDown, I'm afraid of a chop. There's a psychological advantage to being afraid of this man's chop now. Now it's not just, oh, we chopped somebody. It's every chop counts. And that right there, folks, is the difference between storytelling and just being some schmuck who chops. So for me, I love it. I still stand on the fact that Ludwig's going to be a giant baby face after this at some point. I don't know why. Maybe uh, it'll be a long time, maybe, but... I'm still in it. I think that's a. I think that's an outsider's perspective, a dark horse, if you will. But man, there's something I, I can't take my eyes off of Ludwig, which I, which with Gunther in there, is hard to do, because he's a, he's a stoic human being who does all these awesome things. But Ludwig is is able to do more emotion. He's able to connect in some way because I feel like there will be a sympathy there with you, and you'll actually fall in love with that just a little bit every time he comes out. You know what I mean? I think the thing, and the reason why I've always liked him from when he debuted next UK is that he is able to tell me things without speaking. The way he acts, his facial expressions, his mannerisms, like he's adding, enhancing the story so much. Some people are just gifted like that. And he is. And, I do think you're hitting the nail on the head with Gunther is like there are a lot of different ways, like the standard way, especially to like build a monster heels, just have them knock down tomato cans. But I like what they're doing with Gunther is yes, he's beaten everyone, but they make him even scarier and more menacing that the fact he is treating his best friend, his handler, a guy who's been with him for like a decade like this, like this is how he treats his closest friend. So how do you think he's going to treat everyone else? I think like you said, right on the head, psychological warfare. That is how you are going to build this guy into this fucking giant titan of a heel it is being so well done yeah i agree all right i'm gonna let you keep the, this is your positive train baby. Well, so here's the thing. do you have any shine because my thing on raw is really like a mention and i think you'll probably just quickly transition us to the heat after my quick mention i mean i have things that i enjoyed but i think you're hitting the head on uh, uh, the nail on the head here because there's a lot i could either go both ways on so it's fine okay so my favorite part of raw was chad gable being upset about makeshift tag teams thank you chad thank you you oh, are my you. scholar you are my hero because when he said that it Pop me out of my seat. I'm like, yes. He's just like, obviously, Gable. Like, yes. America. Like, the Alpha Academy has been a very good established tag team, and all of a sudden, Ziggler and AJ decide to be friends, and now they're suddenly they're a tag team. That is ridiculous, ridiculous. But Chad Gable, like, it's just one of those things. Because, like, granted, yes, to become a good tag team, you have to start somewhere, and we've seen plenty of makeshift tag teams have great success. RK Bro being the most recent, but it just is kind of like. Uh, the thing I love about Gable is I feel like he's someone who always says what we're all thinking, but he says it in a way that is going to get him heat. Like he can immediately turn it. So, I mean, there's a reason why these guys, even though they're long away from the uh, being the tag champs at this point, they find a way to be involved in all these storylines every week because Gable is so fucking good. These guys are so good. So when he made that comment, that was my favorite part of Raw. But of course they had to lose to the makeshift tag team and Ziggler and AJ. It hurt my feelings a little bit, but I was like, oh, at least the finish was cool. You know, it was like yeah, it was, you know, it was a good finish. But I was like, oh, that was cool. Now I'm now I'm back to not understanding why this is a thing, and why I don't like it. So let's just get right into the heat then. Get them off my TV. Get them off my TV. Get them off my TV, folks. Look, I I mean I'm hot and bothered anyway, just because I'm under bright lights. But other than that, I'm usually on the up and up. I might not have done cocaine with Tony Khan, but that's okay. I'm still fired up. So here's what we're gonna do. Why is AJ Styles with Dolph Ziggler? No fucking clue. Like, why? Why is this a thing? Because they talk backstage and they're like, hey, you're cool. You're not doing anything. Hey, you're not oh, doing cool. anything. Hey, this is better than catering. Get on the TV. Get on the TV. And I, I just, I hate that. Like, my face wants to melt a little bit, like, really seriously. Because all I can think about is, how many tag teams do we have? We must have some. 
You're just not parading them out. No, we do. We, we do. But I think it's just one of those things. It's like AJ's been kind of like lurking, like around, not like doing much. Like he was kind of Miz adjacent for a little while, had a little program with him. But then Logan Paul came back and Logan Paul's a bigger star than AJ Styles right now, which is crazy to say, but it is true. So here's, um, okay, so he kind of, so AJ's just kind of get taught down and Ziggler, like he was the heel in NXT he was with rude, but rude's not here. So he's just kind of come back and he's just kind of watching us in theory. So I think the way, and like the one line that kind of made me like, okay, I can buy into this is when AJ's like, I like what you're doing with this. Cause remember we, we went down to NXT and he checked Grayson Waller. So it's like Ziggler and AJ are kind of playing the same role right now with those veterans who are just kind of checking the untalent. So I guess that makes sense. But like you, I like, I don't really understand where they're going with it. Instead of the grizzled young veterans or the grizzled old veterans. <laughs> but like, but I mean, that's a thing. But here's the other thing that really bothered me, right? Like, of course, Ray's going to sit there and be like, it's Logan Paul versus The Miz at SummerSlam. But if you look at that promo, AJ did get a promo with, you know, he, he got yeah, a promo Yeah, there'll probably be a tag match on Raw Sure, after. and that's fine. But like, come on, like... It just well, because here's what's gonna what's gonna happen is I I almost thought it was gonna happen on Monday is when they did the two on one beatdown. At some point, uh, AJ could come to his rescue. Sure. Um, because clearly, clearly Ciampa's gonna come out. It seems like with the Miz at SummerSlam, he's even said like off air how they have matching gear and stuff. And there was an exclusive promo where it was crazy. I sent it to the Knocker chat, but like Miz and Maurice had a manager where Ciampa cut the promo for them, and the promo was super hot fire. So <laughs> it's just like. It makes a lot of sense, and like I know a lot of people were like, "Oh my God, Trump is flying around. This is such a waste." Like, no, man, be patient. And now that you got his buddy running the show, I think it's just going to be more and more opportunities for Champ. And the Miz, we've always seen a guy, even if the people that he takes with them don't succeed, he gives them all the chances to succeed. So, yes, I think down the line they might butt heads a little, but it is weird that AJ's kind of doing this Ziggler thing because then. It doesn't seem like he's going to come out to help what was the, out. So what was it's, the, it's my weird. thing is, is what's the point of putting him in a tag team if he had a promo later with, with Logan? Like, to me, that just seems like so disconnected, right? So much to a point where I'm thinking, good Lord, like, what what are we doing here? And it, it, it bothered me. There's more to it. I'm, I, was, I was almost putting this in my shine, but I put it in the heat because the whole segment to me was kind of like... You know, like, I don't understand it. Goddamn thing that happened. We we start off hot on Raw, right? Boom, they're fighting. Here's The Miz and Logan Paul. We're doing something. I love a good pull-apart. They had, like, six of them this week on fucking TV, but whatever. It is what it is. By the seventh one, I want to vomit, but that's okay. We get to the fucking Impulse TV. If he thinks he's a babyface, New York told him to go suck a big one because that one right there was basically, like, cranking down the, the uh, crowd volume so we could do this entire thing. Maurice came out, did the best thing she could. She even came out with a purse with balls. You know, like, she did everything she could. She looked like Barbie. He looked like Ken. It was wonderful. He didn't need to come out, in my opinion. He didn't. I think just having it end would have been fine. But then it just, it just fucking, like, you could see it in slow motion, folks. The Miz came out, and then it was just like, here we go. Crowds are going to chill well, the, for the, the Miz. The biggest and issue Rogan is, made. The biggest issue Logan made, because I, I think it's just one of those things WWE is having to be in babyface for now. They're going to flip him eventually, yeah. but I think just like, I think they wanted to keep him with the working with The Miz, and it's just like, it, The Miz can get him temporary, like, like sure. The Miz can pull the heat temporarily, and we saw Maurice do it in that promo, but the mistake Logan made is that he mentioned his brother, yes. who is fucking even more hated yeah. than him. So that was immediately when the crowd was whatever, but I don't mind it, because I think either way, like, Logan Paul is someone that is going to get reactions, for better or for worse. It's it's going to be mostly mixed and uh so i i just it's it is what it is but i do think like well, eventually when they go all in and i'm as a heel it oh, will be good we're just awesome 
I get them doing it like this with the slow, but I, yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, it wasn't my favorite segment, which is why I also didn't have it in the shine, but I also didn't hate it. Oh, it I, got, did. I will say like this week probably made me a little more excited for the match than I was going in. I, I wouldn't still, say it like I, made I, I me like to the moon, but I, I still do think there's a very small chance this gets changed to a tag match is based on how much Champa is getting pushed into this thing. Uh, Champa's just going to probably help Miz win. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like it's one of those things. Or Logan's gonna overcome the odds, you know. So I listen. I no, don't. Logan Cole has a bonus hope. Is if after the match, you know who comes out and saves Logan Paul? Bad Bunny also hates the Miz. Bad Bunny and Logan Paul is a tag team. Good They're Lord. your new tag team champions. Good Lord. Good fucking Lord. Well, the one thing I will say very quickly though is, I'm not. I'm not hating the idea of it. I just I'm 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 sitting there thinking to myself, and maybe you can tell me because I mean I'm not on the pulse of this stuff. But he has the best podcast in the United States or something. So a lot of people must like him or like that he talks to interesting people. He get, like the, he can get any guests he wants, which is part of it. And I think the reason why they like it is because they don't really have boundaries. Sure, you know and, what I mean. No, but my question—he does have the pulse, but he gets like whoever is like the hot thing for that week or whatever. Like they're on his podcast, and I, like, and I, and I get that. But my oh. question is: Is it more of a like he can bag somebody for a guest that he's got a podcast like that, or does he actually have fans? Because if he actually has fans, I'm curious to see if people love him for that. Why they can't translate over to the WWE? Like maybe they will over well, time. It's not, but. it's not only that he has fans; it's that he's just polarizing. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just like there's some people like. Whether you like them, dislike them, or even if you nothing them, you're still paying attention to them. Sure. And yes, obviously, like wrestling fans, anytime you have someone come out, like they're going to treat you like shit until you prove it. Like it's just how it is. So no matter what he does, even if he's great, like he's still going to be mostly de- like detractors, which is why he'll naturally probably be a good heel because he's not a beloved like a character like a Pat McAfee. He's not like him and his brother got famous for doing stupid shit and being fucking annoying. Sure. I guess how they got famous, but they do it better than anyone. Which is why it's a thing. Like the the guy, this kid, like in, in terms of like everything, he gets it. Which is why he's successful. Sure. And there's a reason why he has succeeded at everything he has tried. So something else. Can we move uh, into different gears here? I, yes. I I have a lot of like little things I just want to hit on very quickly, and then you can tell like me if you, yeah, if, yeah, if you want to if you want to you want to expound upon it. You you time in and you tag in. and We'll do it. Ready? <gasps> okay. Raquel Rodriguez gets new music. Mexican maracas. What the fuck is this? Takes all the allure out of her, making her look like just. Wrestler number 14, I don't like it at all. What the fuck are we doing here? Nothing. Caught me off guard, yep. Didn't like it. Let's move on from that. Uh, Jeff Jarrett had cuts a promo on Raw with those two tag teams that look like they're throwing paper airplanes at each other in detention and comes back and looks like, I'm going to do something about it. You're going to get double secret probation detention. And it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Cutting off the nuts of the two tag teams that we have have a serious fight with, and now it's just like eating up scenery. Thank you. That is, I'm glad you brought this up. This is my biggest heat of the week. I fucking hated this because the Usos and Profits are so good together. But him being like a teacher to them being like five-year-olds, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. First of all, Jeff Jarrett, you're fucking there. But it's just like, this. just look at this. Like, I get, again, I get it's Nashville, but like, can he special guest referee any other match? Like, if like this doesn't need it. No. Like, this like this is like the, the best tag team wrestling. Some of the best tag team wrestling on the world right now. Like, like ever. And it's just like, you're going to stick this fucking guy just because he's going to get a pop in. I don't know. It's just like him being like, I'm going to watch to see if you do anything wrong tonight. I'm going to remember. It's like, fuck off. Fuck off. 
I'm going to put that in my old notebook and I'm going to make sure that in previous detentions you get more. It just, it does, it just made me want to vomit. Of course, everybody over, uh, analyzed the Brock situation. Shut the fuck up. It happened. It moved on. And of course you all got played. So let's move on to something else. Brock fucking is Brock. He likes money. He likes beating people up. Of course, he's going to show up to SummerSlam. However, though, I will say this much going into the six man tag. Uh, want to vomit a little bit when I start. Uh, I don't like which one SmackDown or raw. All of it. The main event on SmackDown was a six-man tag, and the main event on Raw right, was exactly. Six-man tag. Nobody fucking cares because it's fucking it's fucking sweeps week, right? And it's the opposite. They they just they just go. It's pay-per-view week. It's live event premium week. Whatever the fuck you call it. Everybody gets a fucking cakewalk. Everything on Raw except for I think one or two matches was a tag match. If you noticed, it was fucking. Oh, there was promo. Well, promo, the promo, only promo, one promo, that promo. wasn't Theory versus McIntyre became, turned into a tag. Right, match. And Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop was like five minutes or less, or your pizza's free. It's hey, just, no, I think that was over a job alert though. No, it was. It was. It was yeah, five minutes. So I was glad because I. I kind of did want to see the matchup. Like whenever you get the big little matchup and I don't even know if these two have ever wrestled. So it was nice to see that this was like, if you're going to point to something being different about raw this week, I think this was it. Cause uh, with the Vince McMahon run show, this would have been probably 30 seconds. Bless what a fucking like punch Nikki ASH rolled her up and it would have been it. At least they gave them a chance here. So I did like that. I wasn't a big fan of a lot of things on raw, but we talked about most of it. I did appreciate the theory. No daddy line here. I thought that was great. But then the theory had to work 45 fucking minutes and like one match with Mac. And then He's another in like five feuds. Yeah, it was just like, I get it. They're all setting him up for like, you know, if he does win, then he's going to end up having all these feuds, which is great. He's finally getting the money in the bank where, you know, like, oh God, I'm losing a lot. So now I have to eventually win. I, I get that portion of it. I still don't think he's cashing in. I really, I think he's going to shit a brick when somebody's standing up at the end of the night and going, he's going to try to at SummerSlam, yeah. but I mean, they set it up with so many different things. He's probably going to lose to Lashley. Yeah. But he probably will still try to cash in. And then either one of those two will beat him up or Ziggler will come out again. Like, right. it's just like, they have it set up where a million different things can happen. So it's not because there was so much money with this fucking clown carrying that briefcase sure. as long as possible. And I, so. I, I still, I don't forget who it said. I, I don't know if it was somebody on Twitter or in the jobber knocker, but it, it, there's somebody saying they're both knocked down and he gets in there and they're both down for the 10 count. And he's just standing there not doing anything and wins the championships. Would be fucking hysterical. That but, would be interesting. But 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 honestly, like, there's something about if it, if it wasn't Roman Reigns, I'd say sure. But Roman Reigns losing that championship has to be monumental. Has to be well, fucking seems, catastrophic to him. Doesn't it seem like they really want to get him past 700? And I believe oh, Sunday yeah. or Saturday is oh, 699. Yeah. So it's just like I don't think we're there yet. I think the McIntyre match is the first time I've looked at this rain and been like. That's where it could end. I'm not very convinced that it is. And I'm still curious, like, if they're going to do the dual titles for whoever wins next. But that is, like, the first time where I was like, that's where it could end. Because originally, I think, like, a year ago when we were talking about this, it was McIntyre winning at a UK show. Mm -hmm. And that is now coming in a few weeks. So, but, yeah, I I would be absolutely stunned if Lesnar walked out with the titles and I would be a little less stunned, but still very stunned if theory walked out with the titles. So. Yeah. I'm not putting any money on it here. I, I just, I don't believe that anything but the Roman reigns is going to ooh all over the UK. Like I just, you can't, yeah. I mean, you can't, I think that, there's too much money in yeah. Reigns McIntyre. Yeah. Like Theory McIntyre is about like Reigns McIntyre. Like, is it's just like, that's the first one. I think a long time where it's believable that Roman will lose. All right, it's move. Drew and Cody. Yeah. Drew and Cody and Seth. Those are the three that so, were, if he fights them, I believe that he could lose. So this is something, again, we can talk about it, we can not talk about it, but because of the Brock situation, everybody's sitting there, you know, panting and, and wondering whether or not this is really going to happen at SummerSlam. Clearly he was because he, he's going he's gonna to do it. But I did like the ending of Raw because it made me think, as much as I want to see Seth and Riddle, 
I think they're, they did that in a way where it was like, I still got your number, motherfucker, and I'm going to come for you. And like, okay, like if he if Riddle's not available for SummerSlam because of obvious storyline reasons and Brock's not available, there's your makeshift right there. It'll, people will still be okay. They won't ask for a refund. Everything's happening. But I think it's, I think I could definitely like that. Yes, that is like, I think the break glass in case of emergency. Sure. But I think that that was more of like, like you said, Seth reminding Roman, I'm still here, buddy, and you'd never really beat me clean. Right. So that's one of those things like, I don't know if that's something they say for down the line or whatever, but like if Roman gets by Drew, then it's like Seth and Cody are the two headed monster, and Cody's out for a while. So it's Seth would be the next guy that would make sense as someone who could possibly take down Roman. And our boy Dami Feds, follow him on Twitter at DamiFeds33. And he's also doing amazing things for all the things he writes, whether it's NXT or Impact. He does, and, and he does the NJP podcast with our boy Conrad, uh, Conrad, the Conway, excuse me. <laughs> Conway does a great job. He's probably the most articulate uh, New Japan person I've ever met in my life. Anyway, he says, any chances that Theory loses the briefcase on Saturday? Well, I don't. Yes. I think there's a chance. I think that is more likely than him walking out with the titles is that he walks out without the briefcase. Um, similar to like a Corbin or something. I, again, I don't think it's going to happen because I think there's a lot of money in him carrying it around, but I think there is a far bigger chance that Theory loses that briefcase because of Ziggler or because of one of the million of people that he's pissed off than him walking out with the titles. I, I still stand that he is going to cash in in the UK and take away Max Moman and that, that they're going to boo him and 75,000 people are going to boo him and you made a nuclear nuclear guy. That's what I think is going to end up happening. It's either there or it's at WrestleMania when Cody wins. Those are are the two like best big spots for there. Nuclear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Moving back into the, uh, the uh, fast heats or the quick heats. If we can keep going, Uh, let's see if I got anything else on SmackDown here. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, Moving on to raw. I'm concerned on how you feel about the Mysterios, but I thought I thought the package and like the Mysterio promo. I, I you know it's one of those things. Rey Mysterio, like when I was a kid, obviously everyone loves him because he's who's that jumping up the sky? Yeah. But like you know, he's he's never been a guy where he's always been my favorite. But I've always appreciated what he's done because he really did change the game. He's the underdog. Like he was the little guy you can look to that broke through. Blah blah blah. He is responsible for I think probably seventy five percent of the people that try to wrestle nowadays that people love that are yeah. just like undersized or whatever. Um, so I thought that was well done. I like that he had his family. I thought that was cool. They had the party in the back. I love that they actually got to win the match. I really like I, like I really thought like it would be the perfect time for a Dom heel turn. I didn't actually think it would happen, but I was. I was like, man, this could be such a cool spot. But obviously it wasn't there yet. They just used it to get more heat on the Judgment Day, which I did love too because it's one of those things like this is obviously now a match book for SummerSlam as well. I think it's like a false count anywhere and no holds barred, like whatever, which these four will go fucking buck wild. So it'll probably be a lot of fun um, because we didn't really have that type of match besides the main event on SummerSlam. But I thought that um, using the Mysterious, like let Ray have his moment and fully have his moment, but then – allow another group that is kind of, I think been floundering since a certain someone's been gone. Obviously she came back, but uh, as that a group that has been completely floundering also use this moment to make them look the best they've looked since they've got rid of edge. So I do think that it, it did work twofold. So I actually did for the most part, enjoy that stuff. There were probably some specifics as why I didn't like put it in my shine overall, but I think I just, I still appreciate what they did with it. I did. I mean, I, I used to love Rey Mysterio. He was my guy in WCW like forever. I used to love him. Uh, and then he got to WWE, loved him again. But again, you kind of grow out of the Mysterio phase. Mysterio's for the kids, right? I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I think it's because Dom, Dom sandbagging him a long time in my uh, my ability to like the Mysterios anyway. And I can't, that sandbagging son of a bitch. I just can't. Mullet hater. 
Oh, listen, that is the ugly. That looks like a that looks like a landscaper. That's why he should turn heel. I know. He looks like a fucking I know. Heel. It looks like a landscaper got a text, left the job, and then just left it. Like that's what his haircut looks like, folks. It looks like somebody forgot to finish the haircut. That's what it looks like. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. He looks like a buffoon. He looks like an absolute ridiculous human being with that stupid ass hair. And I'm supposed to like him, but I can't. He I looks like a heel. I agree. He just he has looks a, like a stupid heel. face too. He has a stupid face. Well, yeah, you've you've never you've always you've been very anti Dominic since the beginning. And then of course, here's something that was really to me a nothing segment and absolutely made no goddamn sense. And I felt like New York was confused as well on uh, on on Raw. Becky Lynch with like weird timing came out and then like. Belair was kind of a heel, too, because she was like, I'm the fastest, I'm the strongest, and don't forget, blah, blah, blah. And then they just started fighting, pull apart, didn't make any goddamn sense. And I'm like, they are, we already got your money. Like, this was a weird, like, nobody thought about segment. This I, was like a check mark, like, yeah. this, like, yeah, no, Added this one, a, I mean, video package. this feels a year in the making. Like, this is finally the culmination of all culminations. Like, Bianca got a revenge at WrestleMania, but this is like her getting the last thing over that Becky has over her. It was ruining her moment at the year before. So, yeah, like, there, there was no work to do here. It was just to parade him out so that I could, could do the hair whips and then Becky could come out and do her thing. But, yeah, the, the pacing of this promo was all over the place. I feel like Becky interjected Bianca at the wrong times and Bianca interjected Becky at the wrong times. And it just kind of became a mess. And the crowd was the problem with the bigger stadiums is it's so hard to hear the crowd noise because it's so uncoordinated. So, it just kind of sounds like either nothing or a mess so this segment just really highlighted that because it kind of fell flat on tv so i i'm obviously not reading anything into it because these are two of their biggest stars in the company period but it just like yeah this segment did nothing for anyone i just i couldn't understand this is where you guys are going to say in nestle island and i understand this is because i'm stupid and say weird things but i was thinking about it as i watched the brawl i'm like why would you fight in that those boots becky like they, they it looked like she was struggling to walk in those things let alone kick somebody's ass and i'm thinking you're a fashionista you're a visionary in terms of fashion. Why are you wearing those things right now to wrestle or beat somebody up? And I, I did not understand that. And of course, like I tried, I really tried, but let's just get the Saturday. Let's get it over with. Let's get Bianca that dub. Let's move oh, on. It might, it might be quick if they if they truly like do the callback to last year and Bianca KODs are just like that, which I think would be perfect. Um, but. Again, like you might want to highlight two of your best wrestlers sure. on the roster in the big event too. So we'll see how they do it, but I just like it could be very quick. So I hope the it's package not. might be ten times as long as the match. I hope it's not. I hope it's not because if they do that, I feel like they're doing. Both I mean, of these them two every time they wrestle, it's a match of the year candidate. Right. So we we'd be robbed of that. But again, at the same time, like we've gotten it, and it might be better for the story for Bianca to do it. But we'll see. It'll be interesting to see because this does feel like the end with Becky. We saw Bliss saying that she wants to be next up for it. We also know that Rhea had won a contendership and. And, uh, lost it. So she, there are some contenders for Bianca post Becky, which I think is exciting. All right. You want to get hopeful? Glorious. You're my only hope. And WrestleMania, I will kick us off because I am in a stick in the women's division, but I'm going to head over to SmackDown and talk about the SmackDown women's title picture. Obviously we know at the last big event, Liv won the title and she pinned Ronda Rousey. And that set up this rematch for Summer Sam, where we have a poster where it's Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. And somehow you have to look at that and be like, how the fuck does Liv retain? How does she retain? Ronda Rousey is the baddest woman on the planet. One of the greatest champions like there is against Liv Morgan, who's like the underdog of all underdogs. She finally had her moment. But man, how is she going to retain it in a one-on-one match against Rousey when we like, you know what I mean? So there's all there's. 
there's a lot of ways to look at this. My hope though, is that Liv does retain because I think this has just been fun. And sometimes like you just, even though babyface champions can be kind of mad, I think like with Liv, it just works because people love her. They love seeing her come out with the title. They love seeing her take pictures in bed with the title. They love seeing her like take pictures at the beach with the title, everywhere with the title. And they're like treating it like, it's like people should treat a title. Like it means the world to them. Like it's everything to them because that's what you want to believe when you watch this product is those titles are the ultimate goal. So I, my hope is that somehow, way, somehow she does retain. But for me, I mentioned this a while ago, there is one way that makes it pretty easy for Liv, this live thing to continue and to get her away from Ronda for a bit so maybe she can not be some tomato cans but be some more competitions like the Natties that she can actually beat believably, uh, not Ronda Rousey. And that is that uh, we have a Charlotte just waiting to return. She's going to uh, probably hang out with Daddy, but uh, then she's going to come over to SummerSlam with Double J, they'll probably take the jet together and uh, because they both possibly could work there. And that Charlotte costs Ronda Rousey because you know what? Ronda's the one who beat Charlotte. We haven't really seen Charlotte since, so I think it makes sense. And it's also, we see it all the time sometimes with these like weaker baby faces uh, retaining the title is that you get the heel. So, and yes, thank you, Bertsky, for bringing it up. She got the damn side plates, Adam. They don't fucking just come overnight because, you know, here's the thing. If you order the side plates before they win and have them ready, that's a fucking spoiler in WrestleMania, and we don't like to do that. So, you know what? Sometimes when you order these things, they take a little while to get on there. So, she has her beautiful live side plates, which are super hot fire. Great design. So, yeah, this rain, it ain't ended. Because hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Live retains because of Charlotte. Sends Charlotte and Ronda off another direction and live as the SmackDown Women's Champion for the foreseeable future. You and Bertsky, you're all like, you're all thick as thieves, right? Doc, Bertsky, the whole thing. Like, you're all of, you're all the same elk. Yeah, aren't you? Aren't you? Side plate. I can't help that JC has a mafia of followers. Mafia. A mafia. First off, you called me Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? Secondly. Well, here's, here's the thing. I like things. Other people like things. So we have things in common. You don't like things. Some people like, sure, they don't like some things, but they like most things. So that's kind of where you clash with people a little bit. I, I mean, you and Guthrie get along great because he hates a lot of things too. Listen, don't put me just with Guthrie. There's a lot of people that like me. It's okay. It, Guthrie's great. Guthrie's I mean, wonderful. I like you sometimes, but uh, you're... Enough to do a podcast and say, make fun of for most an hour a week. Most of the things you say are utter garbage. Mostly. Thanks. Mostly? Yeah. Mostly. 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 That's fine. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to go to my hope. I was thinking about this, and inevitably, I want the Street Profits to turn... But I think they're gonna they're gonna continue doing this weird thing for the Usos and the Jeff Jarrett and nonsense. So Jeff Jarrett's there, ain't he great? He's gonna do his whole you know teach teachers uh, outside school. Uh, I'm gonna be in detention nonsense that he was doing on on Raw. But I was thinking about this with Jeff Jarrett comes this particular weapon that needs to happen, right? I'm thinking that at some point here, Angelo Dawkins is going to go for the swing of the guitar with a Jeff Jarrett ref bump because wrestlers will bump too, folks. He'll miss. He'll hit Montez. They lose to the Usos, thus creating some type of separation where things are off the page. And I feel like we're going to get this whole tension here. But I think the reason besides being in Nashville is they're trying to find an accidental way for the Usos to win without them kind of beating the, the Street Profits for the 400th fucking time, like clean. And I'm thinking that that guitar needs to happen more than anything else, folks. And I can see one of the two. But I just feel like Dawkins, by accident, hitting Ford with it seems a lot more likely than Ford hitting Dawkins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
But I think you went a bit backwards there. Here's here's all I'll say but I'm about just that. Saying, I think I think it's a good idea though. I'm awesome, by the way. I think it's a good point. Is that is if Ford's the one that hits Dawkins as opposed to Dawkins hitting Ford, that makes it more likely for Dawkins to want to turn on Ford because Ford could be like the apologizing. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Dawkins be like, Oh yeah, man, don't worry about it. But secretly, it starts to create the. You get all the attention online. Everyone thinks you're great. You hit me with a guitar and cost us. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if Dawkins does it, then I think that more sets up an eventual Ford surprise heel turn. So I think you're on the right track, though. I, I, I just, I, it has to come into play. It has to come into play here to be part of the storytelling. It has to, in my opinion. Otherwise, it's a fucking zero. It's a, it's a zero star match. In my well, the, no, the match will be amazing, no, be but, any, amazing yeah. but Jeff Jarrett will just make it worse by being Jeff there. Jarrett ain't, I suck. Like, he just, it's going to be so fun. Like, it's just so funny to me. Like, I love him. I gave him a comeback last week because I was happy to see him, and then I saw the nonsense on Twitter, but whatever. Uh, so I'm over it. So that's my hope. I hope that guitar spot happens because it better fucking happen. It better happen, folks. Anyway. Probably won't because you brought it up, but uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a good uh, hope. That's why I put it in the hope. That's why it's hopeful. Right? I agree. I like yeah. things. Moving on, let's go to the comeback. Don't call Don't it a comeback. The comeback, WrestleMania. But you know what? I'm going to go to Rampage for my comeback. I don't know if you've ever had what? a Rampage comeback, except for maybe CM Punk uh, on the show. But that was like the peak of Rampage. Been all downhill from there until this week because WrestleMania, we had a women's tag team match. Baker and Hater get their first one as a tag team together. So that could be on. But my comeback's going to go to the returning Sky Blue, one of the most underrated women on the AEW roster. She's a fan favorite of Elevation and Dark for the five people that watch it. But they put her a lot here mixing into Lose on Dynamite because we all like Sky Blue. So it's great to see her back. She's a young superstar. Sky's the limit. Ah, see what I did there? Sky with an E. Um, and I'm blue da 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 die. But you know what? She gets my comeback because she's a stud. It was nice to see her back. And uh, I really do think she's going to have a bright future. So hashtag Sky Blue, you get my comeback. I, 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 I. Dom I, agrees with me, see? Dom putting in Sky Blue with a bunch of emojis here. Pew, 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 pew. Listen, I know that this this in, this entire entire comeback was uh, sponsored by your penis, and that's okay. Whoa, way to degrade her, Nestle. She's actually very talented. I, I'm just sure she is. I'm just saying, I think that's what you're doing. To, not only is she fun to watch wrestle, she's like fun to watch exist, but I just I think she deserves a comeback. She's someone who came back this week. She did a great job. She's a stud. She's a fan favorite, and we all love her. Okay, Dom says watch her in AAW. I will See? try to. Dom, there you go. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying. I, I sometimes some people think with the heart, think with the brain, and then of course you know you lose blood flow and go right to one particular yeah, part of your body. Yeah, that's why you always okay. Von Wagner because you want to boink him. That's not true. I'm just on the choo choo one Von Wagner yeah. because well, I you know all aboard. All right. It's all yeah. aboard. Well, you want to be all aboard the Von Wagner. Oh God, look if Cromwell right, can right do it, why to the finish I? line where he goes off the rails. I cannot wait for him to be world heavyweight. I can't do it. Oh, but don't I, even say it, please. Actually, it's just good. No, God. I can't. I can't because if I do that, I'm either cursing the man that I want. Or I think Von Wagner is so isn't. fucking bad that not even you can curse him. You by cursing him might actually help him. So you think by cursing somebody that bad, I may uncurse him? Yes, it might have the reverse effect. World heavyweight champion. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking of go what? right there. Maybe Ring of Honor someday with yeah, Claudio. Maybe, maybe. Because that's a fucking minor league. Exactly. Ain't no WWE World Heavyweight Championship Listen, if, for I can un- if I can uncurse the wagon to get him up choo-chooing up to Raw or SmackDown, I'm ready to go, folks. That's exciting. I mean, the, the, there is an open door now for him on SmackDown, like him and your boy Stone. Oh, so. here comes. So here's something that I, I, I cannot disagree with more. Uh, Bertsky said, credit to TK, by the way, for the longest tenured CEO in wrestling. Weird flex, bro. Look. I was excited that uh, obvious things were changing, and then I saw that stupid-ass tweet, and all I could think about was, 
What a fucking buffoon. And honestly, someone else brought this up on Twitter. I don't know if anybody else saw this. Maybe Bert did. I don't know. But Billy Corgan has been a longer CEO than TK. So he's not even the longest tenured CEO. Like, he he's, just had to be a fucking child about it. And that's, that was my point. Why be a fucking child all the time? I mean, I will say this. If nobody had a worse week this week than Tony Khan, between this fucking nonsense and then all the shit you're reading about that went down with him and Gresham and all this, like, it just, like... He like it's one of those things, and we've seen it. There's a pattern of people that he disagrees with, which is fucking terrible. But there's a pattern. But it's just like this guy just can't get out of his own way. Like as much of the things that he does right, there is the other side of the coin where the things he does wrong, he does so fucking horribly wrong. It kind of takes away from all the things he does right. So it's just like it's just like yeah, he had like when I, I saw that tweet, I was drunk on a fucking sandbar, and I got back and I read that. I'm like, you fucking moron. This fucking guy. Oh, I have a great idea. What did you do? Type away. Type away. He's the fucking worst of all of them. So we can talk about the Gresham stuff in a little bit. I just want to give my comeback very quickly to the one, the only, Rhea Ripley. When she showed up with that Eddie Guerrero, I'm your poppy shirt. And then the part that I popped for the most besides the fucking t-shirt, which I thought was great. And then she beat up Ray like constantly, just fucking needling. I love that shit. And just barking orders and shit, which is awesome that they're back in the, as a threesome. But here's the other thing that I really enjoyed. This made me laugh on Twitter. I think I posted it for you guys. The fact that she just went face-to-face with Aaliyah and was like, hashtag long storytelling because Aaliyah kissed Buddy and Buddy is now dating Rhea. I I lost it. I thought that was great. Hopefully, there's never going to be a fucking match because I will probably vomit a little. Well, there's only one way this could have been better. If they had that face-to-face, in the background, just sitting was Alexa Bliss. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, it was. Literally, when I saw it, I was like, I mean... I mean, I thought, like, I mean, the Twitter gave Aaliyah the comeback this week because uh, yeah. she's still beloved by the Twitter community. Don't understand. Uh, but, yeah, it. no, that, that face-to-face is fantastic, and I'm glad you brought up Rhea because, obviously, we talked about the Judgment Day kind of getting their shit back uh, based off the race celebration and backstage, but it, it was mainly because Rhea came back because, like, this group doesn't have a leader, but these two in this group together look so much better with Rhea in the middle of oh, them. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, they're more menacing. It just, like, makes everything better. And when she, like, went at Dom, I was like, I want to see that match. Yeah. I want to see Rhea Ripley versus Dom Mysterio. I do too, like, but I, it's a clear suicide for Dom, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah, he'll let's be fucking fine. do it. Here, hey, listen, if there was somebody that was willing to do an intergender match with Rhea Ripley, I think he could get talked into it personally. Oh, hell yeah. It'd I be a great could. match because she could throw him around. Yeah. And, and I think sell like, he does sell like a champ for someone with the awkward body and the weird faces. Yeah. Like, he's still a good wrestler. So, what do you mean he's got a weird face? I don't know. I just whatever it is. Anyway, doesn't let's bother it. me as much as you, but well, I think nobody bothers like, you as hey, much I as think, I, I do. Think, I think when Ray retires, he's giving his son his mask to save him. So. Well, yeah, because he's a pie. Cover that thing up. Yeah, he's a pie face. It's, whatever, it's fine. It's you fine. lose the cape, kid. Yeah, you lose the cape. Kid. The hoodie. <laughs> oh man, when he has to have padded muscles into his fucking, I can't. I, hey, well, not all heroes wear capes. Some wear hoods. Some wear. Some should be nowhere near the wrestling ring. But that's yeah, he's just trying to be the red hood, except for he's the purple hood. Most anyway, weeks. let's get into the big old finish. There's a lot to get to. We got SummerSlam. We got AW NXT. All that nonsense. I'm gonna hand it over to the baton of uh, predictions to AEW. Well, we're gonna before we get to SummerSlam, we actually have three big matches booked for SmackDowns. So it is a go home that actually has things that matter. And that is the number one is probably likely either going to kick off the show, probably going to kick off the show because the main event will probably be something Roman Brock. But Drew versus Sheamus, a number one contender shillelagh match because that's the thing. But I will say when when Drew cut the shillelagh, I kind of popped because I'm like, oh, I use the sword for something besides cutting fucking fake ropes. But this is a match that matters. It has big implications for the title match in a few weeks. We know Drew's going to win. 
Uh, maybe not. Maybe they kick the can down the road and they have to do a rematch next week. But it's like, we know eventually Drew's going to win. But I like that we have something setting up the next thing before we finish what we have. Because in WWE, it's a lot of times they don't do that. But I love that. So you have that on the table. We also have Lacey Evans versus Aaliyah trying to book for the third straight week. We'll see if it actually happens. Either way, I'm excited because more Lacey Evans, more Aaliyah. I'm happy. And then we have the New Day going head-to-head with the new-look Viking Raiders in the cringe of the week. But it'll probably be a good match. I don't care about the new Viking Raiders. I don't care about the New Day right now. It seems like we're just doing our thing with that, and that's okay. Uh, at least the Evans going to wrestle. We hope so, because if it sees another promo, it's going to feel a lot like a rerun. But that's don't okay. care. Like I said, don't care. Don't care. I care. I, Loved care. It. I care. I think you're wrong. I that's it. okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's I think you're wrong. I don't sound like that. I have a bassy voice. I have a good microphone. I- I don't I have, have a high-pitched voice, voice. I don't have a high-pitched voice at all. You know, this whole podcast started with a compliment about your hair. I'm going to take that compliment back. You look you like can't. dog shit. You look it's already like in the shit. ether, bro. Ether. You smell like ether. Anyway, what was the last part? It was Mac. We know Mac's What does ether on. smell like? Never mind. Let's move on. Uh, okay. Mac. Mac's going to win. I think Mac could also be a potential of uh, giving a claymore to young Theory for trying to cash in, too, at the end of the night. You never know. Yeah, that'd be lame. Keep Drew McIntyre away from SummerSlam. Maybe he does a promo, a backstage promo. But eh. what if he cut the yeah, briefcase in half with his sword? He won't. But then he's got a lunchbox, much like Otis. <laughs> Two lunchboxes. Two lunchboxes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry, go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, we did hit on NXT last week briefly because we recorded on Wednesday. But uh, just a reminder tonight on NXT, it'll be Grayson Waller versus Wesley. Pew 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 pew. Zion Quinn versus Paul Cruz and the D'Angelo family hey. versus the Diamond Mine. Hey. There might be more, but the NXT Twitter got long, and I don't know if there's anything else. But they might announce stuff during the day, or hell, they could have announced stuff while we were recording. But either way, uh, head over to jobberknocker.com at the end of the night and check out Dom's write-up, either late tonight or tomorrow morning. He does a great job as well as the Joe Stopper for AEW, where we will go after we predict SummerSlam Nestlemania, because I do feel like there are some talking points about AEW, including like the Gresham thing that we'll get to. But I know that people want some SummerSlam. We got your predictions. We got your hype. We're going to break down all seven matches that are currently booked. Seven? No, nine. I lied. Yeah, you just fucking tanked it. What the fuck? Oh, fuck you. We're going to start off with the freshest match. It is a no disqualification, a tag team match player, and it is the Mysterios, Dom and Ray, taking on the Judgment Day with only one E, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, who will be with Rhea Ripley. This is obviously a no disqualification match, so I do think that Rhea will have interaction with some of the boys, and who knows, maybe there's some sort of a woman that comes out to try to help them. Maybe it is Aaliyah who uh, does a stand down with a, uh, they have a spot plan between Aaliyah and Rhea in this match. But either way, I do think this match will be fun. Um, But since the Mysterios got the win on Monday, I feel like the judgment day need the win more. So give me the judgment day to win here. Wow. Maybe the Dom turn happens here. Who knows? Judgment day for both of us. But I did want to say this very quickly. You said Aaliyah and a, and a Rhea having a, a, a little, uh, you know, thing here. Kerfluffle. Kerfluffle. That's a great word. I will say yes. But here's my question. Do you think that there is an outside shot here? Maybe not Maybe not SummerSlam, but we going to get an edge thing here? I think that's more likely on Monday. Okay. Here's my other thing, too. When I, what I thought was something that I went, oh, oh, that makes sense. Right? So, clearly... Something's going to happen here because this is not going to go away until Edge comes back. I did see in my head Judgment Day, all three of them, in a mixed six-man, whatever, versus Edge, Ray, and you ready for this one? 
Beth Phoenix. I can see that happening. Yeah, no, I think that's and I think Beth Phoenix versus uh, Rhea, and you're like, oh, oh, well, that, oh. Rhea has said that is one of her oh, dream matches. Oh, like yeah. that's what Rhea wants, so she's gonna get it, whether yeah. it's in a tag match or whatever down the line. But I just, it was weird because we didn't really have. I don't think the Edge teases what we think are the Edge teases. He says he's like, coming. Sweet. Yes, but I don't think we or have the breathing teases. breathing heavy. I don't know. We didn't have the teases recently, so I, right. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not yet. Maybe he just wants the whole summer off, which, you know, he can do that. He's a part-time guy. But I do think that we're getting closer to that for sure. But Nestlemania, we have eight more matches to get to. Next up, we have a singles match. Yes, Nestlemania, a singles match. Not to the bell you know ring, Not to the bell You know rings. nothing, Jon Snow. Logan Paul versus The Miz. Um... This is a tough one. It really is because I think the easy answer is Logan Paul because you say celebrities don't lose. But, you know, you do have the Champa factor um, as well. So I think The Miz actually is going to win this match. Shut the fuck up. You're picking The Miz. Wow. I'm going with Logan Paul because that just seems like that man's ego is very fragile in terms of his perception of himself. I'm going to pick Logan Paul because, quite frankly, if the man loses right out of the gate, I'd be shocked. I would be. Hey, he lost to Floyd Mayweather. He's like the same as them. Technically, he went 12 rounds with the guy or 10 he rounds did. with the guy. But so, he, you know, he, he to lost. him, that's the Rocky Balboa victory. But that's beside the point. Yeah. Next up, we have a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I'm on my own. I guess a wall. Bianca Belair defends against Becky Lynch. This is an easy one for me. Give me Bianca. This might be my lock of the card. I don't think anybody in their right mind could pick Becky. That's my thing. So, Belair, baby. Belair all day long. All right, next up, we have a singles match between the bro, Riddle, and the visionary, Seth fucking Rollins, uh, because we're no longer PG. Uh, I am going to take Rollins because I think he is headed another way where Riddle's just kind of in that spot right now where he is, uh, he's like the booster seat, you know? He's the, the booster? booster seat. He's the booster seat. He already had his match against Roman, he lost, he can't challenge him again. So until Randy Orton comes back, I think Riddle's just the booster seat for top heels. Riddle does not win this one because of Seth freaking Rollins and, of course, it's SummerSlam. So I would be shocked if Rollins lost. Shocked. Next up, singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I expect some Charlotte chicanery uh, to shovel a little bit of Ronda Rousey so Liv cannot climb out and win. So give me Liv Morgan in the upset victory. See, this is where I'm going to fuck myself. I know it because I want to pick Ronda Rousey. I want to. Then you should. Because I think it is, it is far more likely than Ronda wins than Liv. I just... No, I know, you know you but you I'm picking with my heart here. You I, have a, I have a good reason for why I picked with my heart. See, you and... I made it You sense. and Bertsky. You, you guys with your goddamn side plates. You make a good fucking argument about her fucking winning on the... New <laughs> I'm getting so fucking pissed off at all of you. I just... All right, fuck it. I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick... Uh, come on, Adam. What is it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with uh, Rousey. I'm gonna go against the girl who just got side plates a week ago. All right, good pick. Not next up, tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Where fucking ain't he suck? Jeff Jarrett will serve as a special guest referee. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, defend their four belts against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. I don't think it's time for the Usos to lose, so I'm gonna pick the Usos to win. I don't think the Usos. I don't think the Usos will lose, but there is there is a reason for them to lose if you think about it. I'm just saying. I, I I'm just saying. But honestly, if they lose, then you give the oh, maybe they're all gonna lose together at the same time, which makes more in the main event, you know, the main event more enticing, I think. So maybe there is a way. I don't know. I'm I, but I'm gonna stick with the Usos for sure. Where there's a will, there's a way, unless if we say no and we said no. Next up, singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Bobby Lashley. 
versus Theory. I am taking Lashley to retain here all day because we know no matter what, Theory will be coming out for the main event. Um, so uh, I just think it's just Lashley's going to probably hold this thing for a while because I think it makes sense. He deserves it. Here's a really particular thing I noticed last night when I was watching uh, the tag match. I think Lashley might be the guy to take it off of Roman. Like, to me... I mean, he could. They haven't really had their true feud like, yet. He's and the guy, over in, like my opinion, in my opinion, the crowd fucking loves him. Loves him. I agree. I agree. So let's do it. I'm all in on Lashley beating Roman. I picked Lashley, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to have to pick theory oh, as well? <laughs> okay. Uh, so now we have two matches left. This is what I... I mean, this is my favorite match of the weekend. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. We didn't really even talk about it, but I'm still enjoying the nonsense of Corbin sneak attacking him and McAfee coming out, doing his McAfee thing. I'm looking forward to how this match. This is fun shit, but Pat McAfee's going to win, baby. You think so? I think so. This is the one where I fall in line where you say your celebrities must win. I mean, I think a win would definitely help Corbin and not hurt McAfee at all, but I know maybe maybe this will be a multi-match feud, but I don't know. I just think this this could be like the feel-good moment in the crowd, you know, with McAfee. He's going to jump in the crowd and, you know, maybe guzzle some beers again, you know, do some things. There, there's a part of me that believes that, but then there's a part of me that goes, didn't he beat fucking Theory? He did, and I guarantee you McAfee's walking in that room being like, Corbin should beat me, but as we know, he's not the head of creative, so. I just feel like Corbin would win, and it would do something for him. I you agree. I, mean? like, I think that's the I agree. Corbin should take it off Roman Reigns. I'm dog just... collar match. Oh, you're going to bring back the old eating dog <laughs> The dog food. food. <laughs> All right, so you picked McAfee. I, I just, there's something about it that do screams it. Corbin. I, I don't disagree. I think this is a tough one to pick. I'm gonna pick Corbin just because I gotta go for broke here, folks. I gotta go. I I have to. I have to. I have to win predictions, and I feel like if I keep lining myself with predictions, then it's kind of a sissy way to win or lose. So I just I gotta go for it. Good for you. Main event time. Last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal World Heavyweight Championship of the World. It is funny that a Universal Championship is of the world, but uh, you know. But we're beside the point. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defends against Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns is going to win. Theory's going to try to cash in. He's going to get cucked by someone. And the tribal cuck is going to take those titles back to his island. And we'll see him in a few weeks against McIntyre overseas. Uh, I think that the uh, the Roman Reigns, Mr. Ua himself, will bet all the way to the UK with nobody to worry about until he gets to the UK. So give me that Roman Reigns. Oh, ooh, ah, all over it. So that concludes our SummerSlam predictions. Um, so now, not so many. That leaves us with one thing left, and that is AEW. Uh, they had another, I believe this is the last week of the fucking 10 part of Fighter Fest. Um, so we have that. We also uh, have Death Before Dishonor, but let's run through the card quickly for this week. We have the match that I know both of us are excited for, and that is on Dynamite, an FTW title match between Ricky Starks and Danhausen, baby. I could not think more highly of Ricky Starks when Danhausen came out and he goes, fine, next week I'll face ah, Danhausen. Like, the way he did it was fucking perfect. It was so good. Like, ah, Danhausen. Like, the way he did it was so fucking perfect. Perfect. Oh, man, I love that shit. Like, he is, he's not the rock. I get it. But he, there's something about him. When I look at him, when his promos happen, I'm like, this guy might be on the stick, just the stick entertainment value, the closest planet to the rock, in my opinion. 
Closest he is a theory level prospect to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah I really great. do believe that in Ricky Starks. Awesome. It's like because everything we see him do, he succeeds at. And uh, I, I mean, this match is going to be a ton of fun because we know Starks can go and we know Dan Housen can make things fun. But what I what I am looking for in this is because as funny as it would be to see Dan Housen flukily win the FTW title, I think what this leads to is Starks beating the piss out of Dan Housen and his buddy Hook comes out to save him. And we have the Team Taz showdown between Hook and Ricky Starks because I think the perfect person to beat Ricky Starks and take the FTW title, which is pretty much the Taz title, which has been held by the Taz guy. First, Brian Cage, now Ricky Starks. It makes sense that his son, it would give his son something to probably hold forever, and that is Hook. So that is what I'm looking for to come out of this match. I agree with you 100%. I just, there's, there's like a 5% part of me that wants to say, go housing, go housing, go I baby. Know. It would be funny, yeah. Fucking chips. Um, so now we, we also have what the, the centerpiece of the poster is uh, the women's title match between Thunder Rosa and I apologize in advance, Miyu Yamashita. But I, wait, I, I don't, don't know, know if I said it right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. Rosa's going to retain. Um, we also apparently on this card, uh, again, rankings don't matter when it comes to the interim world title because Moxley just gets to wrestle whoever Moxley wants to wrestle. Apparently it's an interim AEW title match, which isn't even like the main part of the poster. John Moxley, well, Rush is new in the company. He wants to wrestle him, so why not give him a title shot? Rush is cool. He is. He did, great, on, he did, great, match. He did great, but yeah, you know. Has he even won a match yet in AEW? All I see him is run out to save Andrade. I don't even think I've ever heard him speak. Yeah, no, I'm not a big know. fan just... of, of, of what they do here, so let's move on. We have Brian Danielson's return to wrestling, taking on Daniel Garcia. People will love the great matchup that it'll be. I again, wrestling's great, but you got to have a reason to wrestle, in my opinion. That's that's. Well, me. I'll give you a re- the next match will give you a reason to wrestle, and that's why I enjoy shit like this. It's a handicap match in WrestleMania. It is Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. They have been at war against Swerve, and now they get their chance in a two-on-one handicap match. This is going to have all the gaga, and you know me. I love the gaga, so I'm looking forward to this. I look, I, I think, the, you know, I, I like smart Mark Sterling, so I think I, I'll watch what he does. Tony Nese. Oh, he's going to take a kaboom. He's getting a kaboom. Yeah, he's getting a kaboom. Uh, Swerve, I, I love. Keith Lee, I love, but uh, I could do without Tony Nese, so. It is what it is. I don't disagree, but he actually like had the spot of his life last week when he got fucking KO'd by Kevin Gates. So that was a good moment for him. You know, get punched in the face by someone famous. Uh, and then we have, for the second week in a row, I have a Rampage match for you. Get out you ready? of town. Lee Moriarty for the second week in a row. This time is taking on his, uh, they're teasing him, uh, changing factions to go with, um, I think it go with Stokely Hathaway and join the baddies, I guess. Uh, and, but he's taking on his current mentor, Matt Seidel, because we, you know, we love his bottle of charisma. I can't ramp. I, did you see that uncle Dave put out that rampage sucks? Like I was yeah, floored that he said does. that. I the, was the, the only reason the ratings went up a little bit last week was because of sky blue. Oh, sure. Yeah, that too. But no, I know I don't watch Rampage anymore. I watch the highlights on YouTube. That's pretty much it. I refuse to. There's always that one fucking match that you want to see. There's always one thing you care about in the fucking God hour. Damn it. But there's always the first match is some random six man tag. Fast forward. The main event some fucking Yahoo shit. But there's there's like one or two segments in the middle that are fun that have like stuff that we're interested in. So yeah, they get you. Yeah, it's a just enough. Play. But that's why I DVR it and watch the next day because fast forward. Anyway, we're talking about WrestleMania. Bit. Yeah, Death Before Dishonor. All right, Let's so I, I watched uh, everything, and I will say there were a lot of things I really enjoyed. Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal surprised me because it was the only match that had any type of fucking storyline, in my opinion. 
uh, that I really enjoyed watching. Of course, Joe eventually put me to sleep because he puts everybody to sleep with that fucking coquina clutch, but that's okay. Jay Lethal loses and doesn't really matter because Jay Lethal will be next week against Ric Flair, and that's what people are going to talk about. Uh, I was fucking pissed. Fucking pissed, JC, that Cesaro, a.k.a. Claudio Castagnoli, had the fucking win, the fucking Ring of Honor World Championship. World in the Championship. In the curtain In the jerk. fucking beginning. The fucking beginning <laughs> of the night. And you, here's what, here's, here's my problem about fucking Claudio winning this thing. I already said, please don't fucking do it. Obviously, they're going to do it because they fucking bum rush everything. But here's the problem that I fucking have. They just, and I understand, and rightfully so, FTR Briscoes, that should have fucking closed this. I get that. I fucking get it. I do. I really, 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 really do. But if you're going to make that fucking change, they didn't even make him work for it. Like, they put him at the no. beginning of the fucking night. You didn't put it anywhere near the end of the night. It should have been at the end, but we can discuss that another time. But now here's the thing that drives me fucking bananas about the entire thing, JC. You took it away. You didn't yeah. build it. You took it away. You can never get it back. It's gone. It's like virginity. You're done. V-card's done. Can't be born again with a world title, baby. You no, know, you can't. I agree, because I think, That's I think what, what they could have done, because they're curtain jerked, Gresham's part of a fucking faction. Right. Have the faction fucking cost Claudio. Then you can do a fucking Blackpool Combat Club versus whatever the fuck. Right. Which apparently, Tully, Branch or Enterprise, which apparently Tully's now done with the promotion too. What's that Because Tony Khan's, Tony, well, tells you Tony Khan fucking, it, apparently it's not him. Apparently they're, Talent relations department sucks, but here's the thing. He's the boss. I learned the boss. But yeah, no, when it got kind of ugly with Gresham on Twitter, he's now asked for his release. Um, he's the guy that I really have never known much about because I don't watch a ton of Impact, but the little bits I've seen of him, I'm impressed with him. He's good. Obviously, the thing going against him would be small, but he makes you believe. I loved his promo last week. He bought me in. So you know what? I hope WWE signs him, says him on NXT, and makes him a star because I think they could. He's talented. He'll probably go to Impact because I believe that's where his wife works, but you never know. I think this is the type of guy that when uh, Tony Khan will likely grant his release, I think this is the type of guy that WWE should jump on. Oh, absolutely. I really do. I like Gresham an awful lot. I think the octopus is awesome. I think, again, I like people who can wrestle, but I need more from my wrestling. And honestly, that was the problem I had when I was watching ROH. It's fucking great. Like, I love... But that's kind of how ROH has always been, right? right? right. It's just and been I, like kind of... They have a pure championship. Right. So. But here's here's my thing. Here's my thing about the whole thing, right? Like, if you do that too much, like an entire pay-per-view of amazing wrestling, then how do you decipher that? You know what I mean? Like, when you... you wrestling, to me, succeeds, makes the most money, which, again, should be what we're trying to do here, make the most money, is that it's a variety pack, a smorgasbord, a buffet of entertainment, but when it's the same wrestling grappling, the same wrestling over here, like, I get it. It's fucking good. But you can tell they didn't even sell out in Lowell. They didn't. They didn't. And that's It was still, I think, a top four all time for Ring of Honor. Sure, so but I, think it's, I think it's a different measuring stick sure. when we're talking about Ring of Honor. So. But NXT sells out, right? Well, that's the thing. When you have when you have fucking Cesaro on the card and FTR on the card and Samoa Joe on the card, like it should do better. I do agree with that, but I think in terms of Ring of Honor, it was very. Here's here's my biggest point of contention about the entire thing. Anybody that loves ROH, this is not your ROH anymore. They they literally are taking all the ROH. All the champions are Tony Khan guys. Yes, 
exactly. cleansed cleansed the championship picture right. now that uh now that Gresham has lost. Anything that has the old lineage, the old back and forth of the right ring of honor is going to be gone or you are, you are a stepping stone for the AW people to get what they need to get. That is what ROH will become. And eventually, people will be pissed at Tony Khan because all of your originals or all of your people that were in the real ROH 1.0 are now are just going to be people who are propping up all these AEW guys and women. And I just, to me, it, it bothers the fuck out of me. It bothers the fuck out of me because it's not going to be what everybody would want to celebrate about because it's not. It's just not there. It's just not. At you the end of the day, they still, they, they need their own show. Cause I, like we said, when he bought it, like I'm fine with it being kind of like a feeder for AW, like a developmental, because I think it does help having, giving a chance for like the Wheeler units of the world to go and like try to paint their own pictures down there. Like, you know, with a, with a bigger, like a bigger opportunity, more room and more time. I don't think that's a bad thing. Cause as we've seen, like the YouTube shows, they ain't it. So, but they need to find it, make ROH, whether it's a, they tape four a month and those run weekly, or they do somehow that's a lot. I don't know. They got, they got to figure something out with it because right now everything's just a fucking clusterfuck still. Well, let's hope they figure it out because if there's more AEW and having ROH on my AEW TV, that just makes me go. Yeah. Fast forward. So it is what it is. I agree. Anyway, I think I that's agree. pretty much it. We've been pretty long-winded. It is a fucking pay-per-view week, but, you know, it's long-winded. On that note, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening, watching, or just staring at us. I don't really know what you're doing. But anyway, we appreciate it. And we will be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. <laughs> SummerSlam. SummerSlam.